0: You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. We are in chapter one, but I'd like you to go to the very last chapter you hold your place there. Because chapter 12, the preacher, this uh, Solomon writes this great, great book to us, and he says in verse 13 and 14 of chapter 12, I'd like you to read it with me, because he said let me sum it all up. Let me complete it by letting you know what I've been talking about. And so he says in verse 13 and 14, ready, begin. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. We generally take verse 14 and it convicts us because the secret things that we know about our own life. But I want you to see the conclusion is to fear God and keep His commandments. It's that simple. If we'll just fear God and keep His commandments, we won't have to worry about verse number 14. But I want you to go back to chapter 1. We are going to get to chapter number 5 eventually here. But this evening, if we can learn to fear God and keep His commandments... That, that really sums it up, but what problem is we get in, things get in our way from fearing God and keeping his commandments. I'm talking about sin in all of our lives. I'm talking about self and selfishness and money gets in the way of so many people and pride. In fact, he says in chapter one, verse two, vanities, that just simply means the word empty. Five times he's gonna say it in one verse. Vanity of vanity saith the preacher vanities of vanity all is vanity. one, day, one generation verse four passeth away and another one cometh, but the earth abideth forever the sun riseth and the sun goeth down and hasteneth to the place where he rose. life goes on this generation pride, selfishness, arrogancy, power, money, me first, and then the next one. But God says the whole conclusion, just fear God. Have a reverence for God, a respect for God, a respect for God's word, a respect for his house. Jesus gave his life for the church. Respect for the things of Christ. And, and so he says, look, you, all these things that you're looking at are so important. They're all vanity. Look at chapter number, chapter number two, verse number four. I made me great hot works. I built me houses, I planted vineyards, I made me gardens, orchards. I planted trees and them all kinds of fruit. I made me pools of water, wherewith the wood that bringeth forth trees. I got me servants, maidens, and I had servants born in my house. I had great possessions and, and great and small cattle, above all in Jerusalem before me. I gathered me silver, gold, pe- peculiar treasure. I had me men singers and, and women singers and the delights of the sons of men and musical instruments and all sorts. I, I was great and increased with more than all that were before me in Jerusalem. Uh, also my wisdom remaineth in me. And whatsoever mine eye desireth, I kept not from them. I withheld not my heart from any joy. For my heart rejoiceth in all this labor. And this is the portion of my labor. I looked on all the works that my hands wrought. And all the labor that I had labored to do, behold, it was all vanity, vexation of spirit. All those things as singers, as instruments, as pools, uh, the silver, the gold, the the people that waited on them, the, the trees, the fruit, everything, the gardens, everything. I had what I wanted, I had houses. But it's just vanity, it's emptiness. The sooner in life we can learn that things are not the issue that you want to live for. For to me, to live, Paul said, is Christ. Paul said it this way in Colossians, Christ who is our life. He is all I need. He is all. We don't need all these things, the toys. We don't need all these possessions that we think we do. So we arrive quickly to chapter 5, our text. In chapter 5, he finishes with all the vanity, 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 empty, empty, empty. And he says, I want to tell you what really matters. And I want to speak to you for a few moments tonight what really matters. What really matters in life. He begins by verse 1. He tells us, keep thy foot. When thou goest to the house of God. I, I want to place my life on the things that matter. The first thing he introduces is the house of God. The house of God. Let's not become careless, indifferent, casual, flip it with the house of God. Let's not have it on our list just to check it off. I did my Sunday deal. Let's not have it that I come in a hurry. One of the things that grieves me is that I hear from time to time folks are in the lobby and never come to church. Folks are in the clock tower, we didn't, in, the, in the bell, in the tower over here. We didn't build that with night furniture to sit during church. I hear that people wander around. I hope that's not true. I do know that on Sunday night when I walk out this door to go baptize, it seems like there's an exodus already of people, uh, oh, maybe a half a dozen or a dozen just leaving out. I don't know where we have to go in such a hurry. You know, when I say on Sunday morning, let him every, be every bowed and every guy closed You say, what's well, Sunday school teachers? No, we don't allow that. There's an exodus. I, I'm watching praying people come this way and I'm watching people go this way. And for you folks that are listening in other churches, the greatest church in all the world is standing and sitting right before me tonight. This happens in every church. Almost everywhere I go, they say, you know, we got people that work in junior church, primary church, beginner. I thank God we don't have that here. They go down to the kitchen, and at the kitchen, they all have their little coffee cups, and they sit and they drink coffee. I can tell you a lot of churches that do that, many churches, Brother Manley, that do that. Thank God that doesn't happen here. It's church time. Let's not be so careless with church. Let's not, look, I'm all, I'm all for all these things. I'm, I'm, I'm all, I remember when our grandkids were little, we went one time in their whole career to Disneyland at Thanksgiving, right after Thanksgiving. It was so beautiful. I don't understand every month going down to Disneyland. I don't understand every month going to the snow. See how quiet it gets. You? I don't ever understand every month having to go to the lake and the cabin. Jesus gave his life for the church. The most valuable possessions that God's people have is the New Testament local church. He compares it in Ephesians 5 like a marriage. i tell you what, that lady, I mean, she speaks. I want to be there. She has a need. I want to meet it. Uh, she, she wants to go for a ride. We go for a ride every night, and not just Christmas. We just go for a ride check it up on you and uh right I, I did. I've got men out right now pulling the electric uh, cords off of Chris Kissel's house while we speak. It's going to be awesome. Well, maybe not, but he's going to lose whatever contest we have. I'm talking about I'm all for the, I'm all for the snow. I'm all for uh, great America. I'm all for uh, uh, Disneyland, uh, Disney World, uh, the lake, the skiing, the uh, water skiing, the, the climbing the mountains. Amen, 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 but not on Sunday. Sunday's the Lord's day. It's a holy day, not a holiday. I believe we ought to go to church, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and so much the more as we see the day approaching. I believe he's coming. I believe soon and very soon we're going to see King Jesus who raptures us out of here. But I don't want to be, don't want to be on the beach when he comes. I don't want to be missing the house of God when he comes. When Jesus comes to reward his servants, oh, may we be ready for his coming. He says here, notice what he says, keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God. He brings in, first of all, your feet. Get your feet, feet are things that get anchored. Get your feet anchored. Get your feet anchored. I mean, anchor your feet in the house of God. I'm older than many of you. I can tell my entire life, it's been Sunday school. My entire life, it's been Sunday morning. My entire life, it's been Sunday night. And as Jesus is coming again, and as life's biological clock comes to an end, I don't want to be out of church. I want to get every, every single opportunity I want to hear that choir. I want to hear this orchestra playing. I want to hear that piano and that pianist over there playing. I want to be looking here. Watch. I love watching those ushers come. Just having them come down here up in the back. Every service, watching them come brings joy to my heart. I want to see God's people singing. I want to see God's people lifting the hand. I want to hear God's people. And he said, he says, get your foot in the house of God. Enter in the house of God and anchor, anchor down. And say, I'm here. Not only get your feet anchored, but look what he says. And be ready to hear. Get your ears in this thing. Get your ears in it. Get your feet in it. Anchored. Get your ears Why? Because you just might hear something that changes your life. You say, I can't think of the last time I came to church and anything happened. Then that's not the preacher's fault or your parents' fault or God's fault. That's your fault. Get your ears. Get your feet. And then he said, get your mouth. Be not rash with thy mouth. When you come to the house of God, just don't spout off careless things. God's house is the best. Oh, I know these little kids that came across here if the Lord tarries, I know they'll grow up one day and and I'll be in heaven, I know. And I know that one day they'll say we had a, we had a preacher, he was the most handsome guy. Probably talking about the next preacher. He was the most handsome guy. And, and, and our preacher had, I still think it's black, brown hair. It's, it's, it looks that way to you, doesn't it? Thank you, Katie. You're lying. I'll see you at the invitation down here. Whatever color it is, gray or silver, I don't know what color it is, whatever it is. I can remember Dr. John R. Siemens. He became our pastor in 1959. He had gray, white hair. And his wife was Gladys, old names. And she was just such a sweet preacher's wife. You know, you're going to remember that your pastor's wife, you little kids, she never sat, and I know somewhere in the back row because you have to, there's a health issue or a, maybe you're trying to get accustomed to come to church or your husband's obstinate. I, I know there's reasons why you sit and everybody can't sit in the front row, but you're going to remember you had a pastor's wife that sat in the front row. One, two, three, four, five. You're sliding back. Janessa, you're a bad example on her. I have so many memories of Sunday school. I, I don't know if I could tell you one Sunday school lesson. I can tell you for sure one, two songs of Mrs. Daniel's Only a Boy Named David and Deep and Wide. I don't know. I can't tell you one Sunday school lesson from high school. You say, well, what'd you get? Oh, I got a lot. I got a memory in my heart for some Sunday school teachers that were not the best, and we don't have that here, and some that were good, but I don't know what they said. But there was something being put in my heart The Word of God. I grew up in an era where our pastor was a great, yeah, what a great man. But preachers did not preach for 28 to 32 minutes like I do. They preached for an hour and 10, hour and 15, an hour and 20, whether they were zealous or whether they were boring. And I can remember getting so tired during preaching, and I sometimes, like, trying to stay awake and, you know, our pastor was giving his heart, and I was there, you know, sort of nodding off. And then Brother Everson, he'd say, now in closing, I always got excited about closing. Sort of like Brother, Sister Jackie is getting real excited right over there. And he said, in closing, I can remember him, he, prayers coming. He said, let of your head be bowed. Every time when I was in high school, I remember my head on the pew in front of me, and I said, now help him to pray a long prayer. Oh, I was so tired in church, but I have such sweet memories of that pastor, and wonderful memories of his wife, and wonderful memories of Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. He, he said, "I want you. To, I tell you what matters: get yourself and your family to the house of God when you feel like it, in season and out of season." He said, "Not only what matters." Is God's house, but God's voice matters. God's house matters. God's voice matters. Keep thy foot when thou goes to the house of God, and be ready to hear. Hear from whom? God's voice. Hear God's voice. Be not rash with your mouth. Seal your mouth, and let not thy heart be hasty to utter. Talk about. Things before God, for God is in heaven and thou upon earth. Therefore, let thy words be few. Let God speak to you. I, I, I won't take us a lot of time, but could you go to 399 in your songbook? And I'm trying to get you moving tonight. You've had a real hard week eating all that food. And don't you love that song on page 399? Amidst the hustling, clamoring world, sometimes it's hard to hear the voice of God speaking to my soul. In my quiet time alone, and yes, I think we ought to come with a shout and a joy and a happiness to the house of God, and they were praising God, but there'll also be a quietness in your heart. Speak to me, God. Speak to me. As I approach his holy throne, his tender words Gently follow my ears. Sing this chorus. He still speaks. I know his voice. Sweeter sound than. 431. You know, one day God's gonna give, give me a voice to sing. I can hardly wait until they call me in heaven. Jack, you come and sing for us right now. Page 431. I come to the garden alone. While the dew is still on the roses. Here it is, and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses. And he walks with me. Here it is. He talks. What does he tell you when he talks to you? Here it is. And he tells me I am his own. That's beautiful. And the None other has ever no. Acapella ladies, will you sing that second stanza? Men, we'll get them to join. We'll join. He speaks and the That is beautiful, ladies. Keep going, ladies. That is heavenly. That's beautiful. He gave to me my heart Everybody, ah. I- Thank you for singing. You may put those songbooks away. You know what really matters? You know what really matters? Not a 401k. And I thank God if you have them. Not this and that. But what really matters is God's house. You know what really matters? God's voice. You know what really matters? God's direction. Verse 3, a dream cometh through the multitude of business, and a fool's voice is known by a multitude of words. Now that word dream, you find it again over in verse 7. And the multitude of dreams are many words. There's diver vanity. There are also diver vanities, but fear God. He says that statement, fear God, four times in this book. But fear God. That word dream is a very interesting word because sometimes we dream and we're just thinking about stories in our life. But that word dream carries the meaning of prophetic dreams, you know what prophetic dreams are? What's going to happen in the future? I don't know what's going to happen in the future. But every person here needs to find God's direction for your life for the future. You know, young people, most of you are going to mess your life up because you think right now as a 10th grader, 11th grader, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't speak. I can't do this. I can't do this. It's not time to worry about that. You know the prophetic plan that you ought to have? To seek ye first the kingdom of God. To please God. You know what you ought to do right now in 10th, 11th, 12th grade? Obey your parents. Obey your parents. You know what you ought to do in college when you're a freshman? Just take the courses that are required. Take your English and take your science and take personal evangelism. Take Baptist history. Those are all required for all the majors. Any university, a freshman year, you don't always have to declare, and see if God begins to speak to your heart. And I didn't know what God wanted me to do, but I just kept preparing. And every time a door opened up, I said, "God, I'll go through that door. I'm not capable, and I knew I wasn't capable." But if they, they asked me to go to that church and serve there, I'll do that. And then they sent me to that church over there, and I went to that church, and they sent me to that church there while I was a student, and they said, here's what you're doing at this church, this church, and just do it, Jack. And I got to my father-in-law's church who became my father-in-law. Later, and said, Jack, would you take second grade boys? I'd never taught Sunday school. I was a junior in Bible college? Never taught Sunday school. But I'm not going to say I'm going to pray about it. I was looking for open doors. And a man of God said, will you take a Sunday school class? I know of one or maybe two, perhaps two, that are still in that church, and that was 52 years ago. Hey, I want to say something. Don't, don't try to, I don't know what, I don't know God, God wants who I'm supposed to marry, I don't know this, I don't know that. You're worried about things you don't, let God Reveal his plan. And it comes, how do you get it? Through a multitude of business. You read it there? A dream comes through a multitude of business. You know how a dream comes? And you're sensing that maybe, maybe, maybe God wants to use you. You know how a dream comes? The word business means busy. You knock on doors. You go soul winning. You try to get to get out of it. You try to get in it. You come and go to prayer. And you don't want less prayer. You want more prayer. And you, you and you try to listen. Here's a need in the church. Maybe I can meet that financial need. Here's a bus that needs to repair. Maybe I can fix that bus. Here's a vehicle that needs to be washed. I can take care of that. Here's a, a widow's meal that needs to be taken to her house. Maybe maybe I could do that. And God will reveal in time. I, I didn't know that I, I had a police officer this week, said to me on the property, he said, you mean, your wife and I, these buildings weren't here when you came? I said, oh, no. That went out front, but we had to completely put a two-story in it, remodel it. He said, what about Clyde Abner? I said, no, that wasn't there. He said, you've got to be kidding. You didn't inherit these things? It, it just, you, you, you guys worked and did this? I said, I have great people. You know how a dream comes? People always, you heard the stories from me, Curtis Hutchins said, i tell you how you have all this. That man right there on the old building, that man right there, he saw it all. I thought, I didn't see anything. But every time God gave an open door, God's people took it. And we built a little 16 by 20 and." a, and then a little 4,000-square-foot building, and then a 32,000-square-foot building, and then another 20,000 on top of that, and then another uh, gymnasium, second floor into that, and, and then we came over here, and we began to remodel that 40,000-square-foot building and put another floor in it, and then we did a 20,000-square-foot s- foot dorm, and another 20,000-square-foot, and a clock tower, and then we did a, a we did a, a huge gymnasium back here, and a 60,000-square-foot building here, and you know what? God, God just kept opening doors, and and a dream was being unfolded before our very eyes. Just seek God's direction. Stop thinking of the grander. I believe I'll get married, have a wife, have eight kids, and have 27 grandkids. Well, why don't you just let God bring the right wife first? Why don't you just let God do that. Well, I'm a senior. I don't have a a guy I'm dating. I don't have a girl I'm dating. That's okay. If God wants you to get married, and I believe he probably does, he'll bring Gazelda into your life. There has to be a Ralph out here somewhere for you girls. You may go to some Christian school and begin to teach or work as a secretary, and there might be a young man that comes. And that young man's gonna uh, fall madly in love with you. Oh, well, we, well, we, we need to talk about having any kids. Well, let God let you get married first. Then let God in his grace give you one. Maybe that's all he'll give you. Thank him for the one or none. Whatever God has for your life. And stop battling God for what you don't have. Amen. You know that's all emptiness and vanity. But here's the conclusion. Fear God. Keep his commandments. I have another point, but I think I've preached long enough. You know what God wants for your life and for my life? Really what matters? God's house matters. God's voice matters. God's direction matters. I'm going to try to work on all three of those this week. I'm going to get here as much as I can. I'll try to be a part of everything. I don't want so much the less. I want to do more. I want to be around this place more. And I don't want God to speak to me. God may use a vehicle of a mate. God may choose to use your mate or your child to speak to your heart. God may use the Holy Spirit of God to speak, and He will. He'll speak to you this week. He'll speak to you. I don't know the lady, she's on one of these liberal programs I've never seen. About two years ago, she was making fun of some politicians and said, well, God God speaks to my heart. And she started to make fun, apparently, about how, do you hear them? Do you hear them? Well, she can make fun of it because she doesn't know the God that I know that does speak to me. He speaks to me through conviction. He speaks to me through His Word. He speaks to me through godly people. He speaks to me through a mate. He speaks to me through life's experiences. God's speaking to me all the time. And I want God's direction, not my direction. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Our Father, I believe i preached long enough tonight. This book of Ecclesiastes is such a powerful book. I pray that we would really invest our life in what really matters this week. Not silver, not gold, and not singers and men singers and servants and houses and pools and lands and silver and gold, but invest in the house of God, investing in the voice of God, listening, and investing in the direction that God sets for our life.